Hi, this is Dr. Karen Becker. Join me for Cat Extravaganza Week from January 10th to the 16th to celebrate all things feline. We'll be featuring exclusive interviews from cat experts, a live Q&A, plus amazing daily giveaways. Please visit healthypets.mercola.com backslash cats for more information. Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Becker, and helping me celebrate Cat Week Extravaganza are the wonderful ladies from the Cat Behavior Alliance. We have both Rita Reimers and Linda Hall joining us today. To celebrate all things kitties, we're going to be discussing the do's and don'ts of some common behavior problems that they see a lot with the people and the cat lovers that they are counseling, people on their platform, people coming to them for answers and solutions. We're gonna talk about the simple, easy, easy things we can do to help correct some of these underlying problems, what to do and what not to do. But before we jump in, to some of these common behavior issues. I have a question for you ladies. I know that you're both wildly passionate about kitties, but you have a really interesting backstory. So maybe our listeners and readers that aren't familiar with how you met and how you became cat obsessed, it's a good story. So will you give us a little bit of backstory on that? Do you, do you wanna start us off, Linda? Okay, no, I can I'll do jump that. In. I can do that. So I worked for Richard Simmons. Yes, sweating to the oldies. Rah rah, Richard Simmons, for so, over seventeen years. Um, I ran his website. I I had my hands in just about everything. And, he did more than that. <laughs> yeah, there was a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Uh, infomercial coordinating. Infomercial. She was the first person on the infomercial that became widely known and popular for her success story. She nice. was under Woodson at the time. Yes, yes. Different last name, but yes. Got to be on the cover of Women's Real Magazine. She likes Sally, Jesse, Raphael. We had fun. But uh, Rita at that time was working. Richard had a show on Sirius XM called Lighten Up with Richard Simmons. And you were what? Executive producer? No, I was associate producer. Associate producer. Yes. Um, along with Iris Goldman and our producer, Mark. I can't remember his last name anymore. Yes. But uh, it was our job to keep Richard focused, to schedule the guests. We had It was partially scripted because we had known guests every hour. And mm -hmm. Iris and I would have to schedule them, do a little write-up about them. And then we had you know live call-ins all during the show, too. Mm. It was three years. It was really awesome. Um, and, and I enjoyed every minute of it. I, I also uh, associate produced his video called Love Yourself and Win that was originally recorded to be um, a fundraiser for public television and Time Life Radio ended up, Time, Time Life, uh, Time Life. Yeah, yeah, Time Life. They yeah. ended up buying it and releasing yes. it uh, as a separate. So, so I have to ask, um, as if you were in the exercise world and the, the production world, uh, you know, producing, things is richard a cat lover or where did the cats come into this relationship so i'm assuming you two met over richard but then we did yes. involves in there well, as well. Kitties I, involved? yeah i owned nice. a cat sitting business well, when i first started working with richard um i was also working full-time in the it world i was a manager of business support at the california endowment which is a a very well-known uh, nonprofit that gives grants to health and wellness startup companies i had just gotten this promotion I was making six figures. I custom ordered a BMW straight from Germany. Um, I was working for Richard. I was I just started doing cat sitting on the side. I had done a little bit before then, but I was really ramping that up. And uh, I took a vacation to Maui in April of 2006 and said, how can I screw up my life? I know I'll go home and quit the six figure job. <laughs> and keep, keep the $12 an hour production job. And the cat sitting business that really only has about five clients right now. So yeah, that's what I did. <laughs> I've always been a cat lover. Um, Richard had a cat growing up, but he was a dog lover. He had Dalmatians. So he was our one and only dog client. We used to sit for his Dalmatians. Nice. Um, Very nice. But, yeah. but then you two met, but then you two met all over the production of the show. Well, and then, right. well, actually we met Oh, yeah. Rita was living in LA at the time and I would have to take trips out there um, for my job. So I would run into her at Slimmons and things. But I believe the first time I remember meeting her was on a Richard Simmons cruise to lose. And she stuck out in my mind because we were going into one of his sessions and she was being followed by this little old man who was just following really her old <laughs> and really old. And he really old. wanted Rita to be his girlfriend. And, um, 
uh, Richard had to tell him, you can't be in here. This is, you don't have the name tag. And he was just, yeah, in love with Richard and or in love with Rita. So, yeah, she kind of stuck in my mind that she was the lady that, you know, attracted that little old man on the cruise. He wanted her to stay and do another cruise with her. Yeah. So, yeah. So <laughs> we got friendly through that. And then I adopted cats and just turned to her for, you know, with questions mm-hmm. and things. And so and we got really closer. She was really about the number. She's like, Rita. I'm not telling anybody this, but I I now have four cats. I'm like, oh, four cats. I have 20. (laughs) I think I had 17 at the time. Right. Yeah. 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 And and did you acquire your kitties um, like most of us do? It's not like we go out looking for them. You know, they, whatever, they show up. People can't keep them. It's a desperate situation. No one goes out looking. And most people that I know, and certainly all my clients that have a dozen cats, it's out of desperation. So you started collecting kitties that needed you, both of you actually. Well, and then yeah. how did you decide to how did you decide to start helping others? Because obviously you both have a lot of experience just from the sheer numbers of cats that you have parented. Right. But then turning that into helping other cat lovers take better care of their cats is a second phase. And when did that yes. come about? That came about, um, I owned uh, Just for Cats Pet Sitting for about 17 years. Linda came on board the last four years um, when Richard retired. And I heard through the Slimmins grapevine that she was going to be laid off. And I called her and I said, because at that time I was trying to develop my own membership website. Because I had been doing behavior counseling all along while I owned Just for Cats Pet Sitting. Um, I said, Linda, would you consider coming to work for me to do for me what you do for Richard mm-hmm. she said when do I start ah uh, so good I said so good. do you want a week off between no nope, so her good. last her last day was December 31st I don't remember what year and, and her I, first yep. day with me was January 1st so yeah so good the problem yes. is that just for cats pet sitting took up so much of our time that Linda never got to do what I hired her to do until several years later um, because uh, we were we just we grew by leaps and bounds we didn't have a life um, yeah <laughs> it was yep. very difficult yeah so when you when you first so actually Linda it's it's because Rita you were doing counseling and you were helping cat parents work through problems issues but Linda you coming in you have a different perspective in that you came in seeing the behavioral part of it, which is such an important piece of kitties living their best life is to making sure that we're doing our part in understanding yes. them, providing what they need, interpreting what the issues are correctly. When you came in, Linda, what were, obviously litter box is always kind of recurrent theme with problems, but there's a whole lot more to making cats happy and healthy than just making sure that they're eating and making sure that they're using the box. Yes. What 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 are some of the top recurrent issues that that you both have seen or Linda when you came in and you thought gosh I didn't realize I would be seeing so many of this topic like yes at any point were you a little shocked or overwhelmed by what you were learning and seeing oh definitely and yeah litter box avoidance and um cats with anxiety and cats who are lashing out at other people like nobody can come in my home the cat you know sitters coming in with brooms (laughs) and praying rubbing their rosaries you know there is some pretty pepper there is some pretty (laughs) crazy cats going on in there and you know and i would hear rita's responses and then i um, would come visit her in uh you were north carolina and charlotte at the time and i would watch her with her cats the best education hands down although we we are certified and and we took we've taken some great courses and and we're always trying to learn but Yay, honestly animal the great behavior college. animal behavior college but um the greatest education on the planet is watching rita with 19 cats <laughs> and watching her say oh his ears are starting to go down you know get away from him or something and it yep. it was a language that i didn't understand and i realized that this was the key um the big breakthrough was the first time that she taught me that a slow blink means i love you mm-hmm. how rewarding is it when someone tells you they love you i've had this cat in the house and you know cats can act really aloof like yeah whatever but my cat said i love you i mean this is so exciting the shy ones that you can't and, touch them when they do yes the blink. she's got one and i've got one that are semi-feral that we can yeah. although you've been able to touch karma lately yes 
Yes. Wow. It's like a Bigfoot sighting. Right. And it's been like, I don't know, five years that I've had her. So yeah, it been that long? patience is a virtue. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Uh, so yeah, it, learning that there's this whole language there and that that's the problem. If you bring someone yeah. into your home from another country who does not speak your language, you're going to have a really tough time. Mm-hmm. And I, I liken it often to um, parents of autistic children. Um, autism is a big passion of mine. And I watch how they do everything they can. They give them the iPads and the soundboards and all of these things to reach and have a real relationship and communicate with this child. And that's what we need to do with our cats. We just need to understand them. Really well said. And so would you venture to guess, you know, there's so many people that will say things like, I just have a bad cat. Well, no, no, they're, they're exactly. So, so let's talk a little bit about how the onus is really on us as guardians to be able to be astute and sensitive enough to be able to pick up on if our cats are lashing out or being bad, that's a symptom of an underlying problem. That this is not a kitty trying to ruin your life. This is a kitty crying for help. Or hissing for help, but but they have a problem, you know? Yes, we see that all the time. People call and say, that their cats being um, taking revenge on them, revenge being on the spiteful. Bedroom. No, that's not it at all. There's something causing the anxiety. Uh, we're working with a couple right now. I never do this, but sadly, I'm going to have to adopt her cat because the boyfriend in the equation, he's just not on board. And like every other, we, you know, we we did the the full package with them, both of us. Uh, I think we're on the phone for an hour and a half. And I could just tell by his body language, he wasn't into it. He didn't even sit still during most of it. He was up and about, yeah, most of the, <laughs> and, then, and then I thought yeah. toward the end, he started to, to open up a little bit, but you know, I sent them, I do a write-up afterward if they get that package, 25 pages explicitly when we're telling them, you've got to do all these things at once. It's not pick and choose. It's not a McDonald's menu where you get one from column A and one from column B. You've got to do all this, right? Uh, It's like every other day she was writing to us. What do I do? What do I do? You pee in bed. What do I do? Refer to the 25 pages we sent you, the 90-minute video, right? Can you do some of those things? And they pick one thing maybe and do it. Then she broke her arm. I know she's going to recognize herself when she sees us. Sorry. Um, she broke her arm or her dislocated her ACL or something. She had to yeah, leave for surgery. And I said, well, you're going to have a setback now because this cat's bonded to you. He's not bonded to the boyfriend. So don't even expect there's going to be any changes or any fixes. Well, of course there wasn't. Long story short, he's ready to take the cat to the shelter. You go to a, turn in a cat at a shelter that has a PP issue. Yeah, that's it. It's a death yeah. sentence. Yeah. So don't everybody start calling me. Yeah, we're not taking it anymore, cats. I actually have 18 right now because I had um, two pass away this year. Yeah. Yeah. So So I'll be back to 19 19. when when I take this cat. But I'm telling her, think carefully. Because when I was young and newly divorced and broke, I rehomed my two cats I had while I was married because I just couldn't take care of them. And I know where they went. They went to a good home, but I've never gotten over. I never forgave myself for that. And I told her, you just want to make sure you're not going to put yourself in a position. You know, because if she comes to me five years from now and wants Mac back, no, because he'll be settled here. Yeah. Right. Do you, would you say that the number one issue that people contact you about are our litter box issues or yeah. is it kitty to, you know, kitty human aggression, cat to cat aggression, probably cat. big ones. I think cat to cat and urination out. Urination? No, no. Urinating outside the box. I think they're pretty tied. What do you think, Linda? Yeah, I think so too. And I, you know, I, something that I, I looked up not long ago and did the math that really stuck with me, approximately 3.2 million cats a year are surrendered to U.S. shelters. Now, that's not including rescues, and that's not including the cats that just get tossed out the door, which we've seen plenty of. 3.2 million cats. 42% of those are sent there for behavior issues. (laughs) So we have 134,400 cats every year that could have been helped. I, you know, there there are occasional neurological problems. We tell people our feeling is 99, we can help 99% of cats. Yeah. Um, there's 1% that's a neurological issue that there's just nothing we can do about it. But so the majority of 134,400 cats could have been helped. Now, 530,000 cats are euthanized every year. And we know that in shelters, 
those behavior cats are getting the first the first set yeah. so you know it's going to be more than 50 percent of those that are euthanized every year and sometimes the problem my favorite story my favorite story is when my mother called me a couple of years ago they uh wintered in florida and she said we're losing our minds Jazzy's peeing on our bed. They had a, you know, like a mobile home. And so they didn't have a washer and dryer. I mean, this is a real problem. <laughs> Excuse me. So she said, you know, your dad's really had it. I, I'm really worried. And I said, has Jazzy been to the vet recently? Yeah, it was just not that long ago. I said, okay, well, if we can't fix it, you need to get checked for UTI. But um, have you changed litter recently? Yeah, we changed to something that's lighter for your dad to carry. And I said, well, tell dad I'm sorry, but he's going back to the old litter. When they adopted Jazzy, he was declined. And all cats will have a preference on litter and can have this problem. But especially when they adopted Jazzy, Jazzy had already been declawed by the previous mm -hmm. owner. So that makes for extra sensitive pus. He didn't mm -hmm. like it. So yeah. You know how many people would have sent that cat to the shelter and all they had to do mm -hmm. is switch back to their old litter and the problem was solved. Yeah. Now, most of them aren't that easy, but, you know, it, it just sticks with me yeah. as a reminder. This cat may have been killed over something. He just didn't want to step on that litter. It was hurting his feet. It's not his fault. And, you know, the other point that I guess really came to my mind as you were speaking is how little choice we give to our cats are we true. decide everything we decide what brand of food they're going to eat we decide what litter we decide if they have a covered yes. box we decide how often their bathroom will be cleaned or not clean yeah we make every decision and then we say and you're going to be happy with it well if it doesn't not, work that way in my house it, my it, well and <laughs> and and i think that that is you're you have evolved Rita, to the point that you are you're a student you're you're you want to know your cat's preferences so mm -hmm. that you can provide better care for them. And that also enhances your relationship. Sure. So you're an evolved cat guardian. But for people that think, you know, I, I have picked the best of everything. I, I buy the most expensive food and I got the most, I got the self-cleaning litter box for 250 bucks. What am I doing wrong? And I think sometimes <laughs> it's that we're not necessarily thinking about things from our cat's perspective. That's so can true, you yes. two talk a little bit about how, how important it is to think about what your cat's preferences are, because they may not be our preferences, right? Oh, yes, I exactly. And I can both tell stories about this, but I know like as a pet sitter, back when I was uh, pet sitting for Just For Cats Pet Sitting, um, I can't tell you how many homes I'd walk into, there'd be no cat trees, there'd be nothing soft for the cats to sleep on, no toys, what does this cat do all day? He's bored, and probably why he acts out. Um, but Linda has discovered you know, like I would tell her, her cat, maybe we're going to the bathroom in a certain place. And I'm like telling her, I'm like, well, they want a litter box in that room, Linda. I'm sorry to tell you. And she had to finally break down and put litter boxes in the bedroom because yep. it bought her terrible. I do not want to go to bed to the smell of poo. Who yeah, does? I know, right? I'm I like, know it. I'm I know not it. doing it. And she finally just said, well, your choices are stick to your guns and clean up pee and poo over there every day or put a litter box in it. There's a litter box in there. <laughs> yeah. Not everybody has to live like that. We have well, a yes. large number of cats, so we have to provide you can't put all the litter boxes in one spot because that's not yeah. going to do it for a house full of cats. Yeah. And most people don't have 20 room homes. So if you have right. 20 cats, you know, you are left. I have a litter box in my closet, in my bedroom and a litter box in my bathroom in my, you know, I have a, a bathroom associated with my bedroom. Yeah. I've got two litter boxes and they're not attractive. And I would prefer I that like all my clothes don't smell like poo. Yeah. <laughs> If I didn't have that litter box, the, the, the litter boxes are 12 feet apart, but she uses both of them and she wants both of them. So uh -huh. my job yes. isn't to to tell her, you just get one potty, your one kitty. She has four potties and she has one kitty. And that's just on my half of the house. My, my geriatric parents live with a kitty and she also has her set of toilets. And right. it was difficult. It's difficult to explain to people, why do you have so many litter boxes? Because that's just what she wants. That's, that's how many so potties she wants. wants. Yes. Another thing, too, is as your cats get older, if you live in a multi-story home, you can't put all the litter boxes upstairs or all of yeah. them downstairs because yeah. they might not. Well, as they get older, yeah. the stairs are harder for them. And plus, right. just like older people, if you've got to go to the bathroom and the bathroom's like all of a sudden you got to go and you got to, you know, make a little trip to get there, you might not make it. 
That's and your right. older cats and might just have an accident because they can't make it to where the litter is. And sometimes those litter boxes are really tall. Like there's those yes. deep litter boxes. And, you know, I've seen some kitties either with diabetic neuropathy or kidney failure where their ankles drop down. They don't have the rear limb strength to climb up eight inches. So they're at yes. the box. Right. They need to go pee or poo, but they physically get trying to get in and out of that box. It's like you and I trying to you know scale a wall. It's yes. too much. It's too much work to ask them yes. to, so they go poo right outside the box but they, i mean they went there and they wanted to but physically the box was too difficult so even recognizing how does my cat how does my cat see the situation does my cat i mean we may love the color of the litter box we may love the position but that doesn't necessarily mean that kitties the kidneys want that right. would you yes. say that a lot of the behavior issues that you two counsel guardians about are more uh, miscommunication or is it that the kitties the kitties are trying to communicate with with their owners and they're just not mm -hmm. we're having a communication issue yes. yeah 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 Linda. we often ask um for detail you know pe people send in requests and they say you know my cat's peeing on my floor well Period. i need a little bit more than that oh <laughs> uh, you know is your cat neutered because this can cause a problem is you know but one of the things that we really ask for is recent changes to the household did right. someone move in did someone move out did someone pass away have you been under a lot of stress did you move homes you know we got one of the behavior clients that we got you know they had gotten a puppy and moved house and oh, i right. don't remember, I remember what else there was like 50 things that I'm reading this like and, and they were about to move kids, and they were about to move again remember they're like yes, oh, in two weeks, we're yes. about to move. well don't start anything until you move because it's it's a moot point now yes. yeah and these cats get anxiety over this and until we can calm the anxiety down like right like you can't do anything you know we've all had those days right you yeah. can't do anything positive when you're in a negative space and losing your mind this is not the yeah. moment to sit down and work on your book right when the world is falling yeah. in and and your best yeah. friend's got COVID and is on a vent and you know I'm gonna write it in my book now no you're not you're, you're yeah. just not you're just not in a mindset well your cat is not gonna chill out until we help your cat chill out then we can look at the behaviors so so what are some of your top tips for helping cats chill out is it more like are you using flower essences and are you using maybe some herbs or are you doing things like are you diffuse are you using feel away yeah. like what are you yes talk to me about your top tips for helping kitties to feel less stress yes all of so, that we like feel away. we like feel yeah, away we a lot but um we met this lady auntie cat uh, tell her about Auntie Cat, Linda, and what she said about <laughs> Well, so I had seven cats, and then my son-in-law um, passed away a year ago last August from COVID. Oh, I'm so sorry. And, uh, thank you. Yeah, it's been... But anyway, um, my daughter moved back home, which every 33-year-old wants to move back home with her parents, right? Gosh. And she had four cats. And you know, so many people have said to me, I can't believe you took in these cats. Well, this was not on my list of to-dos, but of course. hey, your husband died. I'd like you to give away your children now, right? I'm not yeah. doing that. Yeah. So yep. four cats. So we had mayhem. I mean, I, it was time to walk the walk as much as talk the talk. And uh, Rita was on the hotline every five seconds. And um, <laughs> Rita and I sat down and we ordered like everything we could find that was anti-anxiety, like everything. So we yeah. unplugged the feel-aways and then we tried this thing and then we tried that thing. So we found a lot of things that had harmful chemicals in them. And so we stumbled across this catfairies.com. It's F-A-E-R-I-E-S. And she makes an all natural calming called convivial house cat it is 100 holistic you can spray it over the food you can spray it over the water you can spray it on your counters and not worry because something i think um cat parents don't re realize or think about is that what you're spraying to clean your counter your cat's going to get up there even if you don't think he does and he's going to roll in it and then he's going to groom himself and he's going to get it. so this is very important and you can spray it on your hand and spray it on the cat this helped quite a bit and then um mm. the two crazy cat ladies we stumbled across after that that, love them, love them and we love them and um, they make a product called cat calm that you can put in the wet food so i i like the two of those in conjunction we also had a couple different people on our podcast who do music for cats um david mm -hmm. ty is awesome and he created this music for cats i stream that on my echo devices my alexas at music night for cats or if i'm leaving yes musicforcats.com and then we had amana med who owns um relax my relax cat and my relax cat my dog 
And so on YouTube, especially like if we're going to the fireworks or something, you know, we're not going to be home. We know it's a high pressure situation. I'll put this on. Not only does it have music, but it's got aquariums and birds at the bird feeder. So you're getting a little intellectual stimulation to keep your mind off of the stressors too. So those are huge things that we really like to recommend. Um, Feelaways are great. And we highly recommend them, but they don't have any kind of a vibration or propellant to send them mm-hmm. out. So if mm-hmm. you have a house, you know, I've got a two-story house. It goes, the rooms go around the staircase. So it's going to be blocked a lot. So, you know, yeah. if there's an yeah. area where you're having a lot of problems, you got to put that in. If there's a small room, you're starting a new cat in, put that feel away in there. Those are great, but there, it's not enough to really cover your whole house. So wow. we like to, we like to add the layers to it. I, I tell people it's kind of like baking a cake. You can't just throw the flour. And we we found the things that really work together. And then, you know, routine, structure, playtime, different things that add into it that will help to calm the cat down, know what to expect. Routine is so important to cats. Uh, I don't even plug in my feelaways anymore because the the convivials really helped. Yeah. 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 And the the feelaways are expensive, and especially in a two story house. One thing about feelaway, though, is um, if you've got a cat that's really extra anxious, you might want to try a collar, feel away collar. Yes. Um, yeah. That, that might be a little bit more direct um, if you've got a cat that's really, you know, anxious. We yeah. tried to do everything short of Kitty Prozac from the vet. That's kind of like mm-hmm. the last stop. Um, mm-hmm. So the first stops would be getting a hold of the anxiety, then seeing what in the environment has changed or what is bothering the cat to try to figure out the source of the anxiety um, while we calm him. Because getting him calmer is just the first step towards changing the behavior. And really changing behavior centers around the people changing their behavior. Yeah. So in these situations where, like, I think, Linda, your example was really perfect because you did not, you would have preemptively planned. Oftentimes we don't have the opportunity to plan. It's a crisis. It's an urgent care situation. It's a necessity where you have to Oh, hi, 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 hi. So, hi cute. Yes, That's a beautiful dog. She says, um, oh. "Are you done working?" Not right, like, exactly. Not it's my time. Yeah. It's my time with not mom. So, obviously, pre-planning is the wisest choice. If you know you're getting another cat and you have yeah. a kitty at home, there are things you can do. But in this situation yes. where it's like, oh my gosh, you know, I just found a water leak in my home. I've got to get the cats out and we have to yes. go somewhere. Or in your situation mm-hmm. where your child's moving home under profound duress and trauma yes. and emotional, you know, just a yes. terrible situation for her. It's impossible to plan. So when you literally throw all the everything, plus the kitchen sink, to try and help kitties control their stress, would you would you call this um, stressful transition? And would would you say that you had success that the kid the four yes. kitties that you brought into your home, you didn't have inappropriate urination, like everyone adapted pretty quickly? It took a while. Uh, yeah, in the beginning we did. And it, it was surprising because somebody started peeing on the stove. Thank God I have a flat top stove. <laughs> I just can't even imagine cleaning that. And uh, we assumed automatically that it was my daughter, one of my daughter's cats, right? Because nobody in my house does this. Until we <laughs> caught it and found out it was Kismet and was like, Kismet, Kismet, not my cat. Kismet did this. But you know, she was, he was freaked out. He had been rescued from a feral colony. I think all of a sudden four more cats and really upset his territory and sent him back to a little PTSD. So he was trying to be in a higher place where he was safe and could be. Um, Mm -hmm. We also, I had all lidded boxes. Love me some lidded boxes. Nobody wants to stare at cat poop. And I'm like, Linda, you've got to take those lids off. And we found it. Yeah. One of Nikki's cats was um, rescued from a trailer court. She's what they call their dumpster baby. She was surviving. She's very small she didn't get the proper nutrition and she's food obsessed and she's bullied a lot and so there's no way she's going to get into a box that has only one way out so if a cat's standing there she's toast she needs multiple exits so yep had to pull lids off so it was a learning experience of watching the cats and we watched the the big thing that i saw was that shadow was going right outside the litter box on the the scatter mat and i told my husband she wants to use the box she's right out she just is too scared to get in now we see get in the issue so yeah it was yeah. a matter of watching the cats which watching 11 cats 
cats and trying to take in all of what's going on. It was a lot in the beginning, but we got through it and we are a successful household yeah. right now. So yeah. Good. Yeah, Linda, Good. Good. I, I've integrated a lot of cats, but I never integrated four adults with seven adults. I integrated four yeah. kittens with adult cats, but that's a whole different story. Yeah, like, kittens are a little yeah. easier. Yeah. You probably had the it, most difficult transition there right, than I've ever seen. Was, yeah. It was not fun. And so so just pertaining to Rita, if we could plan, because sometimes people say, hey, you know, I have a single cat, they're bored stiff. I'm thinking about getting another cat, you know, cat for my cat. What are some things that we could do maybe preemptively for the stress part, you know, for the stress part of this? And even maybe we can talk now about the do's and don'ts. There's still some, there's a lot of people that will train dogs and cats both with some old school techniques that just need to be yes agreed. retired but but for whatever reason grandparents still maybe role model crazy stuff on how to discipline a cat and so for whatever reason these bad training suggestions get passed down from generation to generation can we cover a little bit about the the ones that we just need to never what should we never do with our kitties water bottle never use the water bottle i'll tell you why um for one thing the cat has to be you have to be there when the cat does something quote unquote wrong for you to see it and discipline um for another thing after a while the cat's going to learn just to not do that thing while you're not around and may start either getting aggressive towards you or fearful of you because he associates you with the water bottle so unless you're having a bloody knockdown drag out fight that you absolutely have to you know split up i i advocate just get rid of that water bottle don't use it at all so listen i have a confession and i'm just going to be honest with you um <laughs> my mother rescued these two senior cats and uh -huh. the one kitty would always try and like run out the front door like try tried to run away like just right. tried to escape and i've got two senior parents who can't move and i don't want them to trip and i don't want my parents falling and i don't want the cat outside because my mom can't chase it just super stressful the cat would fight like ambush the door like would hide and wait and as my parents were like either trying to get the mail or whatever trying to come in and out of the house the kitty would make her escape and try and get outside so it only had to do it twice. I didn't spray the cat, but I came to the front door, opened the door, and of course she was ready to ambush and try and get outside. And I just sprayed the tile entryway. As I was coming in, I sprayed the tile and she's like, oh my. She was so offended that there was what that someone came in spraying the yeah. entryway that she, oh she never attempted it again. And But I also know that water bottles are no-no, but I was so desperate. I'm like, listen, I don't know what I sure. can do to make her say, you, the front door is not an access for you. You cannot do this. But she never did it again. But I also have heard many, many times, don't ever do that. I didn't know how else to manage it. So that was my well, default. <laughs> you you well, were you actually weren't so far off wrong. So when it comes to cat yeah, behavior, agreed. things like that, um, scratching your sofa, etc. Two steps. Number one, you have to make what they're doing unappealing to them. Okay. You can't convince a cat they're wrong. You can't punish a cat into submission. Like I holler at my dog. My dog's like, I'm so sorry. I broke your heart. I'll never do it again. And my cat's like, what is your problem? Right? Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I recently gave an example to someone um, in discussing water bottles. They said, let's imagine that you are working in an office job and you're at your desk and your boss comes by and he says, you are not to leave that desk until 5 p.m. for any reason you are not getting up from that desk. Okay. Your stomach starts churning. You need to visit the bathroom. You know, it's a coming. You run to the bathroom. You get back. There's a disciplinary action on your desk. Do you feel like you did something wrong or do you feel like your boss is a really big jerk, right? Yeah. You spray yeah. that cat. That cat does not equate that to something they did wrong. They just think you're a jerk. So, yeah. you know, they make um they make these cans of things on um, you can get them on Amazon scare yeah. something. Yeah, it's like a lot of S's. And um they have a sensor. So if somebody walks past them, they give a burst of air. This will work. It's not my favorite mm. thing in the world, but this will work. Um I keep um two-sided tape. They make it in sheets that you can put i actually have it right here that you can like keep it handy when i see a cat is scratching my sofa 
I peel one of these off and put it on the sofa. It's not horrible looking, it's just a little shiny. But when they touch that sticky, they don't like it anymore. So then step two, you have to provide something else. So if it's scratchy on your sofa, you put that tape up and you put a scratching post right there and then you can slowly move it back. But it's like, not this, this. Yes. So, yeah. you know, and for the door, I have an escape artist cat. Rita yeah, and I have been on the phone a lot about it. Um, he just needs a lot of stimulation. And so mm -hmm. I have bought extra cat cubbies and cat shelves for him to go be in his own space and yeah. cat shelves in windows where he can watch outside. I have bought all kinds of toys that move when he hits them and then they just move on their own. I have bought everything. <laughs> I spent a lot of money <laughs> trying to, and so far so good. I'm going to knock wood because yeah. I don't know, but you know, the idea is you have to provide something else. And if that cat's wanting to get out, it's for stimulation. Then yeah. you got to stimulate the cat elsewhere. Well, yeah. Your cat thinks it's a game, right? But what yep. this older cat, like she might, she was pretty new with your parents, right? Both yeah, of them. She was. So she, she was, was just scared and yeah. probably didn't know, you know, she wanted out because she didn't know them yet. Um, so you kind of did the right thing in that you made that front area unappealing. Yeah. Scary. I might have done uh, yeah. that not in front of her, um, yeah. that you didn't spray her with the bottles. No. Yeah. And, nope. and it yeah. was no. you. You're not her human. So exactly. if it was your mom or dad, that might have been a little more traumatic. But another thing you can do is teach them go to place. And you use a clicker and a wand with some wet food on it. Um, like maybe teach each cat, you know, this is your perch, this this part on the this cat tree, or maybe this cat tree belongs to the other one. You, you kind of train them by leading them with the stick, click, mm -hmm. let them have their treat and say, go to place or place or whatever you wanna, whatever words you wanna associate with it. So they finally learn when you say that word, that's where they go, cause they're gonna that's get a treat. Mm -hmm. So you say that when you're about to leave, give them a treat, slip out the door. And that we and we've done that since this time we have done in fact over COVID I have I had just like trained my cats to do silly circus tricks because like what right. else do you do when you're stuck sure, in the house right, so right. yeah so I I just have the most obnoxious tricks that we that I have done the issue <laughs> is it. the kitty it's when you're coming in that you know you can't like when you're coming home that they right. want to try and escape but here's the good news after she realized that the that there the floor could be wet and it's quite unpleasant when the floor is wet yeah. she we were able to remedy that but I think the point is spray doing anything to your cat whether you're physically disciplining like swatting your cat yelling at your cat it breaks yeah. trust right it it's yes. no different than someone that you love your mate your spouse whatever if they suddenly participate in behaviors that f make you feel at risk and you mm -hmm. don't understand why it breaks mm -hmm. trust you don't trust them no, right? they're sure. unstable yes. and it's scary 100%. like it's like listen I, i'm nervous of being around you because i don't know how you're going to act and that's yes. exactly what happens with our cats but so many people don't know they either parent their cats like they have been parented which is physical abuse basically yes or they don't know how to interact with their kitty so when people say you know my kitty's being bad or my kitty's biting how do you go about some of those like when you have an aggression issue with kitties how what direction do you go in in terms of trying to get to and i also have to say this as a veterinarian after your veterinarian has ruled out a medical problem so right. if you're, yes. it's really important to make sure your kitty doesn't have pain for sure that your kitty doesn't have an underlying uti or metabolic issue or an organ problem causing them to feel uncomfortable painful or not well put that aside if you have a kitty uh who is just angry at you does this happen where all of a sudden just one day you go from a relationship where everything's fine to your cat hating you and when that happens what mm. how do you work through that process i don't think it happens quite like that usually there's something that happens triggers yeah. triggers one yep. of our first yes. clients you probably remember this linda she had a cat that always had this issue but then when she moved into a new place it got worse and it what it turned out what the catalyst was was any loud sudden move sudden noises mm, yes. were making her turn and attack her owner. Yes. Um, so we suggested for one, of course, the convivial. I don't think we did convivial back then. We didn't know about I it know. yet. So yeah. it was just feel away. Um, but we would do convivial now. Um, yeah. We would also suggest that she plays some some music in the household. Mm. Like when she's gone, don't let the house be dead silent because then mm. any noises are just exacerbated, right? Yeah, yes. that's really good. Um, that's good advice. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. just put, put her into a routine too so that she can 
trust what's going to happen during the day so she can trust yep. you and know that she's safe um i have something i coined called pegs um i suggest people do twice a day it, it mimics you know how cats are in nature when they hunt they 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 do their they hunt for their prey we do play in its place then they eat then right away they groom to get all that scent off them to not attract predators and they go to sleep to digest that protein meal so i suggest people do that in the morning if they have to leave the you know to work out of the home while the cats are eating slip out the door they'll they'll naturally go into gns by themselves and then at night I suggest you either do it with your dinner meal or with treats just before bed. Um, I do it around 10 o'clock, 10, 11 o'clock, so that when I go to bed for the night, they're going to bed for the night and there's less chance of having nighttime antics, provided that you've given them some really good playtime during the day, a couple times a day. Yeah. And your favorite, your favorite, do you have favorite toys? Do you talk about, cause you know, so kitties are so different. Some of you, you could drop 200 bucks in a second on toys and cats are like, no, 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 and no. And it's like, yes. oh, rats. Two ninety nine. <laughs> yes. the cat dancer. Cat dancer is my favorite toy, but Linda just discovered a brand new toy I'm going to get. Linda. Yeah, I got it off. I got it off of Amazon. Amazon and Chewy really love me since COVID. Yeah, me I'm like their biggest fan. Um, but it's this little ball and it's got like a plastic flag on it. And then it comes with these two dangly like toys that you can attach like to feathers it. And stuff. it charge. Yeah, it charges via the USB port. And then you can turn it off if you want to turn it on, but it will run for 30 seconds. And if no one's playing with it, it stops. But then as soon as they swat it, it starts again. And so it's rolling around in all these directions. It's kind of like the laser light, right? It looks like, like, a, it looks like a mouse. It. And it does. And, you know, that way, especially if you've got 11 cats in your house or 19, um, <laughs> it's a little hard to play with everybody every day. And so these kind of toys and yeah. And so four or five of them will chase that at once. So that's that's been a real favorite for kids that chase or for cats that chase um the nice. um string toys like the fishing pole toys those tend to get and again not everybody there's always going to be cat i will never say all cats love this because someone will prove me a liar that's but true. that's always a good one um catnip toys but we know a percentage of cats do not ha- uh, get the effects from catnip so that's out if your oh, cat isn't affected oh, what, by it. Silver vine. We've discovered silver vine has a stronger yep. pull than catnip even. Her cats were fighting over the silver vine toy. And then I got one from the two crazy cat ladies that was a combo silver vine catnip. And catnip. oh yeah, they were all Oh over yeah. That. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah it I is. Threw it's, I, yeah. Do you, um, do you, have you been able to, I have had a hard time sourcing silver vine. I don't know if you've tried to source it, but it's hard to find. It we haven't can be yet. really difficult to. It is. Yeah, I'm trying to find. Yeah, I'm trying to find seeds so I can grow it because I grow my own catnip so that I know it doesn't yeah. have pesticides or anything on it. So I'd love yeah. to grow my own, and I'm having a hard time finding seeds. Plus, it we're is. working on a line of toys but, and yeah. spray, and, and yeah, uh, we're playing we around. We want everything with some to stuff. be you know homegrown, organic, USA sourced. Yeah. I am so glad. I'm so glad. Yeah, listen when this um let me know when this line is out i sure, i yeah. think you know um toxic we could send you a few something that is yes. yeah yes. i tell you you know my all those brightly colored toys are something that those synthetic dyes are our cats are ingesting yes. them yes, 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 and yes. then you know we wonder why kidney and liver function is wonky and why the environmental working group found that kitties are the most polluted animals in the home more so than babies because we give them toys that have not been through any rigorous transparent or contaminant testing and so our kitties are dumpsters their bodies are dumpsters for all of these toxic toys that yeah they enjoy playing with them but they're unsafe you know they're on there they have chemicals in them that are unsafe so i love that you're doing a non-toxic toy line have you ever had your cat drop a ball into the water and then the water turns whatever color the toy is yes yeah and so you you know the slobber that's getting in them the other concern is um things that get ingested and cause impactions i'm sure you as a vet i'm sure you know what i'm talking about we had a um, cat client back when we ran just for cats was set up to do a visit and she called and said she's not going on vacation her cat tore apart her favorite toy that she'd had blah blah years and ate it it, and it caused an impaction and she caught it like i mean it was life or death and the cat survived thank you god but it was so close 
house. So one of the things I'm doing is I'm sewing these toys. I'm doing these yeah. all from my kitchen at my sewing machine is, and it's a pain in the neck. And it's, I don't think any factory is going to do it. I sew about a half an inch. I back up. I go forward. I back up. I go forward. I back up. I go forward. So it's locked every way. Every so toy is handmade. handmade. So yeah. So if your cat tears one of those pieces, it's only going to get a piece this long. It's not going to get the entire string that went all the way around. So great. It's so great. Yeah. Well, I love this. And, and that's one of the, they're just, it's really hard. I'm just trying to find feather toys that have not been dyed. Trying to find natural feather toys is really yes. hard. You used to be like, able I, to find I, ostrich feathers, but you can't find those anymore. You can't. Yeah. So now I'm just making friends with chicken farmers that do um, home slaughter. And I'm like, hey, uh, F, you know, yeah. So I'm just cl collecting my own feathers. That yes. Are, I don't know what else to do, but yeah. Yes. I have chickens. I should probably see if you Yes, you should. By the way. Yes, by the way. Sounds <laughs> we need crazy, a little, but We need a little yeah. something, something. Now I, um, what I adopted my first cat from local rescue here friends of felines she has peacocks and she would give people peacock feathers and they were the greatest toy on the planet and yeah they were yeah. fresh out of the peacock so yes yeah. she saved all of those yeah so if you so i love that you're doing a live and my recommendation as a veterinarian is that that you do try to avoid if you can find locally sourced if you know the ingredients if you're you know in your situation you can buy organic cotton or whatever your fabric yes but i yes. do think it's i think we underestimate how toxic in a cat's environment is that plays into the emotional and physical well-being we totally have underestimated that so i love yes. the fact that you're thinking about recognizing that because play is such an important factor oh, of a kitty's emotional and mental well-being they yes. have we have to give them clean things to play with right we don't want yes. the toys to create toxicosis and in turn a physical problem and i think that right. that's yes. happening more than we want to talk about so i love that yes. you're doing that ladies if if people wanted to learn more about what you're doing and and where you do it at or want to get in contact with you where would they go to oh, learn so more about everything that you're doing so many places probably the best place is our website catbehavioralliance.com um, we also do a radio show on Pet Life Radio called 19 Cats and Counting, uh, named after I had 19 cats when we started the show. Um, we probably should rename it to total the number of cats we have. Right now, we're just going to keep counting. We're just going right. to, it's the and counting that really counts. Yes. We're also yes, on exactly. YouTube. We have a YouTube show called uh, Let's Talk Cats, where Linda and I are a lot more candid than we can be on a radio show that's on somebody else's website. Um, we just tell it like it is. It's just the two of us talking. Um, we just started uh, Tabby Trivia, which is just like a little five second oh. trivia. Uh, like, did you know cats can't drink milk? What was other, What was another one you did, Linda? You did uh, the ancient Egyptians worshiping cats, and yeah, I love all that creative stuff. It's a lot of fun. So yeah, and um, oh, the claws with the kittens can't retract their claws, things right. like that. That yeah, I think we also write a blog for Litter Genie. I should yes, yeah, Kitty Corner, yeah, slash Kitty Corner with K's, Kitty Corner with K's. I think the most important thing for any parent is understanding how a cat thinks and how a cat works because everything a cat does is out of instinct and you can't change that. You know, I love telling people we domesticated dogs over 20,000 years ago. They consider that cats were domesticated about between 10 and 12,000 years ago. So for one, they're not as far along, but number two, we didn't domesticate them. People started living together in the Fertile Crescent where people were living together. They were cooking. There was food. Rodents were attracted. Cats went, <laughs> buffet they started hanging out the people appreciated it so they treated the cats kindly but it was a coexistence you are not my animal you're not going to do my chores you're right. not going to pull my sled you're not going to hunt for me we are coexisting and that is a cat's idea to this day we're coexisting you can't convince a cat to no. do what you want to do you have to change the situation and it can be done it's all doable you just have to be willing to work on it this is something that people really need to understand we're not going to come it's just like weight loss there's no magic pill we're going <laughs> to give you the plan you're gonna have to put it into practice and you're gonna have to do it consistently before you see the results that's One thing is not going to solve it. Yes. Like, yeah. Like and then client, they want to give up. Yeah, like this client, I'm going to take her cat because I know they didn't give it half a chance. Yeah. They didn't do half the things we said for as long as it needs to be done. You know, I can't tell you, you know, at the end of 30 days, this problem is going to be gone. We've had success. Like the one couple, yes. three weeks, their problem was solved. I mean, 
because they did what we said. And plus, they were very intuitive about their own. Yes. They needed. They were sleeping in separate beds and really wanted to get back in bed together. One slept in the guest room with one cat and one in the bathroom with the other. (laughs) But see, cats, like, they haven't changed much since they've entered our lives. They still look like their original ancestors. Dogs, we we bred them to be, you know, working dogs for different reasons. There's there's cat breeds, but they're more for show and and looks than any kind of service yeah. to function, us. function function right. per se yes. that's right that's yes. right and i think and i think that people do forget that in fact there's a lot of there's a lot of journals that will say still call kitties semi-domesticated that right. we are not in control of cats a lot of my cat owners get really angry when you insinuate that they're only semi-domesticated i'm like listen it's that's true, that though. piece that it, it is true uh and that's that piece that actually as much as you think that's not true that's the piece that believe it or not we love about cats it's sure. that's the magic that's why yes. cats are magic because they will not be told what to do and they have these exactly. incredible very clear boundaries about this is a acceptable and this is not and it's our job to a recognize that just admit it and then also if we're going to commit to a lifetime of loving this animal we have to do it in a way that they want to be loved it's sure, not about yes. our rules on them it's about the cat saying this is who i am and i need you to accept this about me and then because you're holding me captive in your home make it really as good as you can for me because yes. their well-being rests in the palm oh, of our yeah. hands so yes. it's our job right it's our job to do those things exactly. and i love the fact that you are really your your platform your commitment your uh, your desire to want to educate cat parents and do all they can. It's so good, ladies. Yes. And I'm so thank thankful you. that you have participated in my Cat oh, Week extravaganza. Thank, thank you for asking you us. For We're so us. excited. Yes. We get so, so frustrated. You know, we want to reach the whole world and we can't, you know, there aren't enough behavior sessions a day in the world. You know, when you look at those 134,400 cats who need behavior sessions, yeah, Rita and I can't yeah. do that. And, and I think a lot of people don't know that behaviorists are out there. And, yeah, exactly. and and they don't understand what they need, you know, and like you said, the people that deny it, those are the people that are going to have the worst troubles. Um, yeah. One of the biggest things I tell people when they're trying to, you know, I've got this new cat in the house. Why doesn't it like me? I really have harped on every living being falls into one of three categories for a cat. You are either prey and you're going to eat me or, or a predator and you're going to eat me. You're prey that I'm going to eat or you're part of my social structure. So it's going to take time. Okay, obviously this six foot two man is not my prey, but he might be a predator. So I have to learn to trust him that he's not oh, going to sneak around and eat me. Right. Yeah, you might be. Husband. You kidding. might be. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. And, um, you know, and it takes time to build that idea of a social structure and build that communal scent that lets yeah. them know that you're apart so you understanding cancels the key to everything and and patience but with astute and unbelievable so being perceptive is so important but kindness i mean kitties i think that's the other thing is that just respecting the fact that kitties are are um basically it's it's learning to uh communicate and interact with them in a way that resonates with that this is not about us it's about them and once we can accomplish that then you know we can shift anything so and i love the fact that it's your passion talking about that thank you ladies for all that you thank you thank you and i appreciate you for all you do too yes thank you thank you ladies 